Accomplishment Coaching is proud to present the following fine programming. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. AccomplishmentCoaching.com Welcome to The Coaching Show with your host, Master Certified Coach, Christopher McCollum. Thank you very much, Dick Warren, and uh, thank you, my dear listeners, for being with us. If you're watching us, I'm waving to you on the YouTubes. And, uh, man, what a great show we have for you today. You're going to get inspired, you're going to get inspiration, you're going to get motivation, and you're going to get real practical, uh, useful tips on social media. Sound good? I thought so. I thought today, that's a good show. You're going to learn stuff, and me too. Well, uh, let's uh, talk first about our dear friends at the International Coach Federation. Here's the thing. We have been, and proud to be, uh, media partners now in our fourth year of media partnership with the International Coach Federation. It gives us an opportunity to acknowledge and shout out to the fine work that those folks are doing. Over at the International Coach Federation, you know it's the world's largest organization of professionally trained coaches. It's a not-for-profit, standalone organization, and their job is really to bring us up as a profession. You know, professions like dentistry or accounting, which is very timely this, uh, or my, we're mindful of this time of year. Things where they're uh, accrediting educational organizations, they're providing um, uh, consumer protection in the form of ethical standards and uh, investigating coach, uh, ethical complaints about coaches, the few that there are. But really, it's a wonderful storehouse of knowledge. It's a wonderful storehouse of information about the coaching profession and an, a, a great place for anyone at any level of coaching. So go immediately to coachfederation.org and check it out. If you're looking for something, some information, maybe the latest studies on coaching to prove ROI, if you're looking for information to respond to an RFP, or if you just want some motivation to get out there and get your own clients, all of that's available at the coachfederation.org website. ICF meetings also provide uh, connections and networking with other professionals in your area. And if you don't have one, consider starting one, although there are uh, hundreds of coaching groups and ICF chapters all around the world. It's an incredible organization uh, staffed by incredible people, and we're proud to be a partner with them. You can follow them on Twitter at, at ICFHQ. That's at ICFHQ. And we're just delighted to um, support them and the fine work that they're doing. Check it out, coachfederation.org, the International Coach Federation. We also want to shout out to our longtime sponsor and acknowledge our longtime sponsor of this program, which is Accomplishment Coaching. If you're like me, then when you go out to dinner or out for your uh, professional training or anything, you're looking for the finest. You're looking for the best hotel in town. You're looking for the finest of whatever it is. Well, the finest coach training in the world is at Accomplishment Coaching. Find them on the web at accomplishmentcoaching.com. And uh, you could go. Here's my favorite thing about them. There's a lot of things that separate their training program from every other training program. A, you get a coach for a year, week in and week out. Does anybody else provide that? No. B, you get real life human beings brought in from the outside world to practice your coaching on, not your neighbor, not your fellow uh, trainees, and not you know your friends and family. Uh, third, it's an ex- it's an accredited program by the International Coach Federation, of course. And fourth, my favorite thing is that you can go and observe the coach's training program and get a sense of what's in the black box. You know, nobody else does that. 
other coach training organizations might give you a, a workshop or a presentation about their work, but nobody else lets you come in and actually see the work being done. Check them out online. It's accomplishmentcoaching.com. And uh, if you're in one of these cities, go attend one of their um, information or observation opportunities. That is... Ready? Here's the list. I've almost got it memorized. San Diego, California, Seattle, Washington, Victoria, <clears throat> B.C., a beautiful place if you haven't been there, Chicago, Illinois, our nation's capital, Washington, D.C., and boy, couldn't they use some coaching these days, and the Big Apple, New York City. Check it out, accomplishmentcoaching.com. All right, I promised you inspiration and motivation, and our first guest is just the guy to give us that. I first uh, became aware of him by reading uh, him in Inc. Magazine, but in addition to that, he's got a very inspiring story personally. He's also uh, everything from a C-suite executive to a noted speaker and author. As I said, a frequent contributor to Inc. Magazine, which I, as an entrepreneur, and perhaps you do too, read all the time. Um, He's a certified personal trainer and a behavior change specialist. We're delighted to welcome to our microphones for the first time, Brian Falchuk. Hello, sir. Hey, thanks for having me on. And uh, I love that, you know, you're watching my articles. It's Sometimes, you know, writing all alone, you don't know if people are, are reading these things. So it's always great to meet someone who's actually seen what I've been writing. So I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining us. And uh, I know what you mean. You know, we do these podcasts in sort of isolation and you kind of hope that somebody out there is listening and then you get the numbers and you're like, they, they like us. They really like yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's, um, let's talk about that personal certified trainer because you have kind of an inspiring personal story. You're not exactly uh, the the svelte uh, Greek god that you are today was not always true. Tell us a little bit about your journey uh, from sort of uh, overweight, is it fair to say, yeah. maybe even obese yeah. to... Uh, you could say obese, yeah. <laughs> I mean, medically, I, I, I definitely fit the definition. Um, it's how I spent my whole childhood, and um, it wasn't because I was eating too much and moving too little, although those things were true. Mm-hmm. Um, it was because I had anxiety and depression issues, which stem from uh, divorce in my family. I was the youngest of four. My parents' marriage started to come apart. Uh, basically, within a little bit of time after I was born, I always say, like, now I've come to learn I was the marriage saver baby and didn't work out. Um, and, uh, you know, little kids just have this need to feel protected and taken care of and loved, and that wasn't my situation. You know, it's not that my parents were bad to me, but they were very much embroiled in what was going on. And, you know, there are three other kids in the house, and uh, I'm not faulting them or anything, but it did mean I needed to deal with my needs for, you know, just protection and and caring and feeling good, especially when the family unit was coming apart. And the only place I could turn really was food. You know, it was always there. It wasn't yelling. It felt good. Um, And, uh, you know, Pretty quickly, you can see, like, around age five, I started to put on a significant amount of weight. I was, like, this skinny, happy kid. And then, you know, six, 12 months later, you're like, whoa, different, you know, different child. Um, And it just kept going from there all the way through high school, where I got up to, actually, I don't know how big I got. I know the last weight I saw on the scale was in eighth grade. I was 248. Unbelievable. And and my pants kept getting bigger after that. So it's probably somewhere around 260, 270. So it's about 100 pounds overweight. Um, and just about a hundred pounds more than I weigh now. And what was the, what was the catalyst? What shifted? Cause that sounds like, you know, for many people that could be a lifetime of yeah. heading that direction. So what was it that shifted? What's the transformational moment? So there was, there was a, a weight loss that I went through in high school uh, on the back of, um, just inspiration from this amazing guy who ran the PE program in my school who taught me a totally different relationship with exercise and wellness 
instead of a, you know, why are you so slow? Why can't you do this? You're lazy. You know, the sort of judgmental negative path. He was more like, what do you enjoy doing? You know, how, how can we, you know, you've got all this possibility and capability. How do we unlock that? And how do we let you experiment out there? Not just force you to run, but like, have you tried this? Have you tried that? Maybe you might enjoy this. Um, he introduced me to lifting weights, which was, you know, like high school kid. You want girls to like you. You want to have muscles. Like, of course I would like that. That sounds great. Um, versus like, you know, panting and wheezing in front of my whole class trying mm-hmm. to run a lap and, you know, everyone's laughing at me. Right. So um, the the good thing was that gave me the physical things that I needed to lose weight. And I did lose weight. The problem was, and this isn't, you know, it wasn't his responsibility. And most importantly, I wasn't ready for this journey. I didn't deal with any of the reasons why I put on weight in the first place. So the anxiety, the, um, the, the feeling like things aren't okay or they're about to fall apart, none of that changed until it was forced upon me to change it. And that's, uh, you know, I always say there's, there's two key things to my backstory, and one is being obese, and that's been really helpful in my work with helping other people who struggle with their weight because I'm not, you know, it was nice of you to describe me as a svelte Greek god. Like, that is pretty far from the truth, but thank you. Um, I'm very happy with my body today, and it's super capable, and, you know, I feel good about myself. So in that respect, I don't care if I'm, you know, an Adonis or, or whatever. I'm, I'm good. Um, but I certainly did not wake up that day, you know, that, that way from a start. Um, so I get the struggle. I get how hard it is and the judgment and the difficulties with it. The second the second pivot point in my story is really what I focus on in my book and what inspired me to become a coach and help other people is uh, this moment in 2011 where um, I was married, I had a two-year-old son, and my wife has a chronic illness that we didn't know about, and it reared its head pretty severely that summer um, to the point that she was actually on her deathbed. And I I will spoil the story positively to say she is still here today. Um, Not miraculously, it's because she and I made a number of really specific changes and, um, she was able to, to find some help to break free of this illness. But, um, her doctors basically just didn't know what was going on, sort of blamed her for it. You know, like, are you sure you're not just depressed? Are you sure you're not just doing this to yourself? Do you really feel all those things? I mean, come on, that's a lot. Um, which was just terrible. And they gave up on her, and she was losing two pounds a day and become bedridden. And her doctor called because he was going on vacation for six weeks. And he's just like, yeah, I want to check in. Um, I'll be back in six weeks. Why don't we talk then? And I was, it, it hit me. I was like, doctor, she's not going to be here in six weeks. Like, Do the math. She doesn't have six weeks times you know, seven days a week times two pounds a day. Yeah. There's, she doesn't, she's like 102 pounds at this point. Like, that just doesn't work. And the only thing he had to say was, oh, okay, we'll take her to the ER if you need to. And that hit me so clearly as like, you know, what is going on here? You know, every spouse potentially has to think about losing the other one at some point. But usually that's like when you're in your 80s. <laughs> yeah, well, often at my house, it's in the middle of an argument. <laughs> well, like, but, oh. but that's intentional, right? right. You might want them to get lost. But, you know, the... Uh, the, the, the death of a spouse is not something you're typically facing at, mm-hmm. I was 32. Um, it's not something you're typically thinking about when you've had your first kid and normally you might be having conversations about number two. Um, so that was a, a huge wake up call for me and not, not because, um, you know, it's like, you know, if she's gone, like now I'm going to have to, um, value life so much more. I mean, all of that's true, but it was more like, what am I doing here? 
And I don't mean why am I st- sticking around in this house. I mean, like, what am I doing here in life? Mm-hmm. The way I describe the way I was living is I was an employee of my life. So I still had all that anxiety, um, all the issues from the divorce. Like, I was too young as a little kid to understand what was happening or to deal with it. So I'd never dealt with it. And uh, my mother had gone through a second divorce just a, a couple of years before this, this point in time. So a lot of my childhood divorce issues came front and center through her second divorce. Like sure. I brought it all to the surface. So I'm dealing with all kinds of emotional stuff that I was aware of but not working on. And what was the I, second, what, what was it that brought you through that terrible, terrible time with your wife? So it, it, was, it was this realization that, you know, I could be a single dad very quickly mm. and I've got all these things in my life that I'm not achieving and I'm miserable about and frankly I'm making no progress on it. it, it what struck me, and this was June 30th, 2011, was this sense of purpose all of a sudden. And, and it's because after that phone call, I looked at my son who was looking at his mom and it was in him that I saw this like, hey, you need to completely change your situation and there's your reason standing in front of you. Right there, yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, that I, I felt something I've never felt before and I chose, you know, you get two paths. You can either feel it and be like, yeah, that's there and maybe things will be different or you can grab onto it like a life vest and uh, or like a you know life preserver and, and latch onto it and use that to empower change and that's what I did. Well, your latest work, and, and boy, there's a lot of different director directions we can go today and I intend to go. Uh, so what I'm, what I'm taking away so far is, number one, that uh, the importance of other people. Like sometimes it does take a village to get us out of our own thing. And but for that PE teacher, we don't know, you might be still obese and depressed, right? But somebody yeah. took an interest in you and you felt that resonance or that spark within you and they ignited it. The yeah. uh, second thing I'm hearing is that every once in a while, life hands us a bowl of lemons and you had that moment of, I'm going to call it revelation, for lack of a better term. Yeah, that's exactly right. And then something something switched. Is there anything that you can see or share with our uh, listeners today that, that supports that? I mean, it, it sounds like for both, for you, you're kind of relating to them as happy accidents. Is there ways that, are there ways that we can live or move through life that actually encourage or support that that type of revelation or that type of um, kind of transformational moment? Yeah, and that's such a great question because that's a lot of the pushback I get from people who are struggling. And so like, well, I haven't had that kind of moment. Right. You know, no one's put a gun in my face. I haven't lost everything. And, mm-hmm. and I talk to a lot of people who have lost everything and they don't talk about it as a terrible thing. They talk about it as, um, you know, this this change for them and they you know, silver linings kind of approach. It was an opportunity. And you're like, wow, you know, for people who haven't been through that, like I could never see that as an opportunity. Like, well, not with that attitude, you can't. But if you choose to grab hold of it and use it to turn around, then you can. So the question is, what do you do if you don't have one of those revelatory moments? Right. And and that's what primarily what my coaching work is about. And uh, and a lot of what I try to help people with in my book and, and my writing is, so how do you do it if you're not, if it's not thrust upon you? And so there's a number of questions that I pose to people to help them try to unearth their true motivation. And, there, you know, there's a ton of content out there on real motivation, true motivation, whatever you want to call it. I can go through each of the questions, but there's one that sort of sums it up. And it's how you go about answering it that is crucial. It's not just the question, but it's no matter what else is happening, what will you always care about? 
when you go to answer that question, I guarantee you, your first answer is not the ultimate answer. Mm. So what's really crucial is you got to ask yourself why, and you got to do it a number of times. And that's where like having a coach is, is really valuable. I always say my role as a coach is you pay me to annoy you just by like not accepting your answer and pushing you why, why, why. Um, you can do that yourself. It, it can be hard for some folks, and that's where you know there's nothing wrong with getting some help. But you've you've got to press yourself beneath that surface level answer you gave. So I, I, I'm I'm helping a guy who had gone through um, a huge turnover in his career. He'd been pushed out of a company in a, in a role that he had been at for over 30 years, super successful. Um, but he got into it when he was like 21. And he's now in his late fifties and he's got two kids and they've moved out. You know, they're, they're adults and they're like, his life is night and day from the last time he had to think about who is he and what is he doing? And he probably didn't do that when he was 21, Mm -hmm. just like got a job offer and it sounded like good pay and went for it. Right. And many of Uh, us know that, right. Either for ourselves or something The way everyone does things. You back into your career. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, even if you thought you knew at 21 or 22, Try waking up at 28 and thinking you're the same person, let alone, you know, 40, 45, like whatever age you want to choose. So he he was so distraught and like, I have to get a job. You have to help me get a job right now. And I was like, well, we'll do that. But we got to we got to talk about you first. And it, that was so frustrating for him. He's like, no, I have to work. And it's like, well, you know, you get a good severance package, so you don't have to have a job tomorrow. And you, we've been talking about how lost you feel. So like, what is it? Like, you know, we, we had to get into this this question of values. And what matters and his first answer of why he feels he needs to work right now is because I'm the breadwinner. Well, actually, it wasn't that yet. It was because I have to pay the bills. And I was like, well, wait, your wife works full time. Your house is paid off. Your kids moved out and you've got the severance package for a while. Why do you feel the need to you have to pay the bills right now? And then his answer was, you know, it's well, because I'm the breadwinner. And now you're starting to get closer. We've only asked why once, but we're getting closer to a values question because breadwinner is a role. It's not a, a logistics or like a, you know, just like cut the check and mail it out. It's I'm seen as the breadwinner in the family. So I asked about that. I said, in whose eyes? Like, why are you in the position of breadwinner in your family? And so we just kept getting deeper and deeper and deeper. And what we found is his whole sense of self was around his success in his career. And he really didn't understand himself beyond that and how his kids looked at him. And, and he felt the need for them to be proud of him. Because and, and then this went back to like his childhood and not feeling that way growing up. And so it's just like it was so interesting what we unpacked that started with just like, you know, the electric bill is due in two weeks kind of thing. Right. But you got to press into that. And, and I love the notion that coaches are uh, fundamentally uh, annoying. Uh, you know, that's our job is yep. to annoy or perturb. Paid nuances. Let's talk about the book. Do a Day is your award winning book. It's a bestseller and it's designed, I believe, to have people not only live a better life every day, but really to help us deal with challenges and goals in various aspects of our life. Will you tell us about yeah. the book and, and what did you really want people to get? And I'd love it if you'd cha- share one tool, tip, or technique from it. Yeah, so it's it's a way to get get over and get through the toughest moments of your life and get to actually achieving, you know, whatever your goals may be. And I talked about one of the key things is motivation. So if you look at the platform that you're going to use to go after life, think of it as building a house or building a building. The, the, the ground is the first most important thing, and that's self-love. And that sounds super cheesy to people, and they get uncomfortable with, with the word choice, but get over it. It, it is what it is. You need to be comfortable with that. And that's something, as a society, we really struggle with. 
we all spend so much time putting ourselves down and discrediting the good that's out there about the, about us. And if you don't agree with me, next time you're at someone's house for dinner, compliment them on the food and see how quickly they don't just say thank you and smile, but they're like, well, I burned the chicken or right. I didn't right. like, we can't like, just let it be. Like, I liked it. Can that, you know, just, just take the compliment. Um, listen to people comparing how little they got to sleep last night and how miserable they are. It's like, oh, you know, I was up so late, I only slept three hours. Three hours? You, what are you, in like a luxury pampering? Like, I, you know, I slept two <laughs> hours last night. Whoever has it worst wins. Right, it's like a contest, exactly. Completely. Um, so, yeah, so self-love is the first thing. The, we hit it, the, the foundation is that motivation that we were just talking about. And then the building itself is the goals. And do a day is the way that you execute every single day. And it's not... It's not one day at a time. It's not like grit your teeth and get through the tough moments. It's proactive, like do as a verb. So when you wake up, what actions are you going to take in support of your goals to move you forward today? And the day part is about, it's sort of a mindful way of thinking about it. It doesn't matter what you did yesterday, and it doesn't matter how much more you have to do tomorrow. It, if I continued to look at losing 100 pounds, I would continue to not make any progress because that's too much. And you don't lose 100 pounds any day. Today, I get up and I'm going to do specific things. I'm going to do my workout. I'm going to you know, prepare my lunch so that I'm not caught in a situation where I'm going to make bad choices. And I'm going to surround myself with these people because they're supportive of me and not those people because they're going to put me down or pull me into the things that I shouldn't be getting into. So I'm going to do things today in support of my goals. And it doesn't matter if I screwed up yesterday. I haven't thrown it all away. I can always do better today. And it doesn't matter if I still have 98 more pounds to lose going forward because I'm not losing them right now. Beautiful reminder and very practical. So again, the book is Do A Day. You can find it uh, wherever fine books are available, but go to doadaybook.com, doadaybook.com, and find out not only about the book, but find out about all the support structures, all the coaching and speaking and other opportunities to uh, to even videos there of Brian and his work to get supported. I love it. It's, it's practical, it's useful, it's real world, and it's today. Self-love, motivation, goals, and execution. Not execution forever, but today's execution. Exactly. Um, Brian, because of, uh, I'm sort of a fan of your uh, ink work, I want to, um, our time is dwindling here, but I want to give you a rapid-fire uh, on some of the topics that you've talked about or, or written about. Okay, are you ready? Sure, yeah. The one thing that people can do to be a better leader this year, the first thing everybody should take on, what is it? Um, i got to remember the first thing that I put in the article. But uh, <laughs> I do think that it's, it's uh, just humility. Like, talk to your team and get the real feedback from them, and then you got to actually make some changes about it. Uh, you got to be open. And I'm sure that's not the first thing I wrote in the article. Doesn't, but that's uh, kind of yeah, what it boils is, down to. This is not a test. This is more like what you learned and what's important to you. Yeah. Um, second thing, you uh, you write about social media. Having done a bunch of these podcast interviews, what's uh, our next guest is a social media expert. But what's your takeaway, or what's your what would you like fifty thousand coaches to know about social media? It's the same thing everyone tells you that you never want to believe is like consistency above all else. So this is my eighty seventh appearance. Um, and like that so matters. So you always like, you want that one tweet or that one article to go viral and then it just all works and you get a million followers and you're made in the shade, but that's not 
that does happen, but that's not generally what happens. So you got to put the work in. You got to stay consistent with it, and that's where do a day comes in. Like, don't lose faith. Be like, I've been doing this for a month and I've gotten nowhere. Keep at it. If you believe in what you're doing, then you keep at it, and it will work out. But don't expect a result today. Just do what you got to do today in support of that overall thing that you're trying to build. No, yeah, no magic pills, no magic bullets. No. Just keep keep at it. I like that. Um, uh, one more, which is. Um, Everybody, I was talking to a friend the other day about this. It seems like everybody has a side hustle these days. Even doctors, you know, are like, yeah. oh, I'm working under the table over at this clinic or that place, right? Everybody's got a side hustle. Good idea or the beginning of the fall of our civilization? <laughs> That's extreme. I, I love the side hustle for so many reasons. but if for, And I've had one since I was in college. I think it's really crucial not just to have the insurance policy about, like, you know, if your job doesn't work out, but to have that kind of creative outlet, to have a place to play around and, and try things for yourself. Um, you know, some people, they work for themselves full time, so maybe they don't feel the need for it. But it's just a great way to continue to expand your mind. And, uh, yeah, you know, having that side income, not such a bad thing sometimes, especially, especially if things turn south. True that. All right, sir. Well, uh, it's been great to meet you, talk to you in person. We've got about a minute left in our segment today. I'd love to give you that minute to give a, a parting thought or a parting shot to our 50,000 or so coaches listening. What would you have us know or take away today? So, um, you know, I, I'm a strong advocate of this mindful approach to how you live, but without self-love as the start and just get over the word choice, it just doesn't matter. Because if you're always arguing yourself out of your ability to get anywhere or to deserve to be anywhere, then it's pointless. So I tell people, stop the butt. Like, have something nice said about yourself or say it yourself. And as soon as that word butt comes into your mind to discredit it, just stop there. You know, it's like, I did great today, but nope. You did great today. You know, t- today, end of the discussion. Move on. Allow for the good to exist, and it's pretty amazing what you can achieve when you do that. That is the sage advice and wise words of Brian Palchuk. Brian, thank you so much for your work in the world. Thanks for being with us. And dear listener, go to doadaybook.com and find out not only about the book but all the ways that you can get supported by Brian and his uh, folks. Or go to inc.com, inc.com, and forward slash author, forward slash Brian, B-R-Y-A-N, Falchuk, F-A-L-C-H-U-K. Thank you so much, Brian, for being with us. When we come back, we'll find out more about social media and exactly what tips you need to take. You're listening to The Coaching Show right here, brought to you by Accomplishment Media and Accomplishment Coaching right here on WSRadio.com, the worldwide leader in internet talk. Go check out that do-a-day book and then come right back after these important minutes. Stay with us. Tired of presentations with no impact, no inspiration, and no traction? Do dull speakers have you and your team disengaged and distracted by smartphones? Christopher McAuliffe brings energy, insights, and two decades of experience delivered with punch, humor, and heart. Your team will leave energized, uplifted, and with a sense of purpose. Visit ChristopherMcAuliffe.com to bring some heat to your next speaking engagement. M-C-A-U-L-I-F-F-E. ChristopherMcAuliffe.com. Are you seeking to change your career to something that is both fulfilling and challenging? Do you want to help people reach their full potential and strive to achieve their dreams? Would you like to inspire those around you and help create a better world? If you're serious about a career change or just want to explore the craft of personal coaching, contact Accomplishment Coaching with locations across the country in Washington, D.C., Seattle, Chicago, New York City, and San Diego. Accomplishment Coaching is the leading institution in personal coaching. Our staff carefully monitors the entire program live during the training process and have met the strict 
standards of ICF International to achieve accreditation. Through a focus on quality instruction rather than endless modules of training, Accomplishment Coaching will guide you from your very first step all the way to becoming one of the finest coaches in the world. Visit AccomplishmentCoaching.com to learn more. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. Christopher McAuliffe is your source for the latest in the world of personal coaching. Whether it be speaking with such luminaries as Deepak Chopra or getting the newest techniques and innovation, the coaching show is always on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Gotham Books presents Marriage Rules by Harriet Lerner. The book Martha Beck calls required reading for anyone hoping to interact successfully with any other human, not just for those in romantic relationships. Get your copy wherever books and ebooks are sold and visit harrietlearner.com to learn how to change your marriage today. Do you want to be a professional coach? Are you in business trying to make a real difference with people you manage or work with? Have you started a coaching practice that isn't quite getting off the ground? Get the skills you need to be a successful coach today with the Coach's Training Program from Accomplishment Coaching. The Coach's Training Program will show you how to help others focus and be more fulfilled. Whether you want to improve your company's bottom line or create a thriving coaching practice, Accomplishment Coaching can give you the distinctions and practices you need to coach others effectively today. Accomplishment Coaching has spent six years developing a cutting-edge coaches training program that will have you ready to coach people professionally in just 12 months, and you don't have to take time off work to do it. To find out more about the coaches training program, just call 1-888-548-6813. That's 1-888-548-6813. 